Welcome to the Leadership Lowdown. You found it right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Vercero and grateful that you took time to join us. And I'm grateful we have with us today somebody who I've been waiting a few weeks to talk to. We set this up a couple of months ago, and I'm so glad that the day is finally here. So here we are with Fritz Seifert. He is the principal of Fritz Seifert and Associates. And so welcome, Fritz. We're glad you're here. Well, Vic, thank you for the opportunity to be with you. It's a pleasure. Yeah, and I was so excited when I learned of you and got some of your background, and I thought, oh, we got to talk to this guy for sure. And so I was really excited when we finally connected, and it's been a bit of a journey, but it's because we wanted to kind of do the timing of this right and make sure it fit right into your schedule as well. But before we get into all of that, can I get a little sense of your background? Give me kind of the overview of what you do and what FSA is all about. Yeah, in a big picture, I feel blessed to have been a part of consulting organizations in Akron, Ohio, and New York City, and have a fascination for what enabled systems to be put in place for sustainable success in organizations. And I really got my learnings under Bo Schembechler at Michigan as part of his staff. And what is it that the best of the best leaders do that's different than the really good leaders? What differentiates those exceptional people? And so when I left Michigan Athletics 21 years ago, uh, we started the Brit Seifert and Associates, and we now help organizations understand what it is they can do to help capitalize upon their foundation of greatness to move forward. Right. Well, that's really exciting. And, you know, you said something that we'll probably get into later, but I don't want to walk past it too quick because you said the word systems, and that to me is an uncommon word in talking about leadership, but it is absolutely a cornerstone of what I believe great leadership principles are all about is that great leaders follow a series of systems. They're not accidental. They don't start and quit them. It's what they do and how they do. Do you agree with that? You are so correct. You're exactly right that Nick Saban gets an awful lot of credit for running the program. Well, the program is a set of systems that Mm -hmm. you do the same thing the right way year after year after year, and it just works and it produces. Well, I'm so excited to be talking to you about this because I think what You know, success is no accident. And again, to your point, whether it's Nick Saban or some of the other great successes that we know and can point to, they do things a certain way. They have a certain approach to life and they don't show up and surprise themselves with, wow, that worked well. I should try that again. They kind of have thought that through. And so I'm looking forward to unpacking that with you. But you mentioned the legendary Bo Schembechler, and I get really excited about that. I grew up in the shadow of Ann Arbor out in Chelsea, Michigan. And of course, one of the things that I always marveled at was the chance I got to meet him when he came up in here to the Lansing area in the midst of Spartan country. And I'll never forget, he opened up his speech and comments to a room full of people out at the country club. And he said, last time I saw this much green in one room, it made me sick. <laughs> and, but you know, the one thing he mentioned, and I could sit and counsel at leaders, I don't care what color they wear, I could sit and listen to them forever. And part of what he suggested is that, look, these rivalries that we get into today, they're not as mean-spirited. In the old days, they were for bragging rights, and they were for the challenge and the triumph of the game, but not this hatred and nastiness and some of the things that happen. And I remember being in Spartan Stadium and having a Wolverine fan that sat up there in a certain area, and 
There were some really bad characters that didn't represent the Spartan nation very well. And I got to that Wolverine fan and I just apologized. I said, please don't judge East Lansing by what just happened here. We're all one big state and glad to have you here. And so I just think uh, you had a chance to learn from some greatness. Tell me, how did you get started there? Did you get hooked up with U of M athletics right out of college? Well, the reality was is that I was a football player in Darien, Connecticut, and had been written to by Northwestern Michigan, Michigan State. My dad was coming out to take a visit out this way, and I wasn't good enough to be recruited for scholarship, but I was coming to get an engineering degree. I want to be an industrial engineer, and that's part of the systems side of me. Is Industrial operations engineering is all about systems. What are the systems that enable sustainable greatness and predictable greatness? And so I chose the University of Michigan to walk on the football team. Bump Elliott was the coach at the time. And Bump Elliott was more than gracious and welcomed me to be a part of the team. So I came to Michigan to be an industrial and operations engineer. After my first year, Bump retired and Bo came in and we went to two Rolls Bowls in three years, which is all you could do at the time. And got drafted by the New York Giants. And football and athletics became a much bigger part of my life than I ever anticipated it would. I came to Michigan to get an engineering degree. And what a difference it made. But boy, that is something to be a walk-on and ultimately end up in the NFL. I think that's a bit of an uncommon path. Would you agree? <laughs> yes, it is. But when you mature late, you know, I'm a great example of somebody mature late. It grew another inch after college. Oh, so wow. When you're late mature, those things can happen. Well, you know, it's fun to watch these things. And, you know, you just don't know what God has planned for you. And I just think it's so cool that sometimes the surprises are the best part of the entire journey. And so we're glad you're here with us today to join us in sharing your journey, Fritz. We're so glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'll be right back. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. Welcome back to Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm so excited to be talking to Fritz Seifert. He is the principal of FSA, which is Fritz Seifert and Associates, and doing some great things. Their tagline, by the way, is Unleash Greatness, and I just love that. We talked a little bit early about systems, but right now I want to zero back in on our time early at U of M, and then you got drafted. So tell me, under a couple of great football coaches here at U of M and then your NFL experiences, what are some early things you learned in those early years in your journey? 
Well, I mean, had Bo Schembechler, well, first of all, Bump Elliott for a year, who was one of the greatest human beings we'd ever want to meet, and then Bo Schembechler, perhaps one of the greatest leaders there's ever been, just naturally a gifted leader. I had a chance to go with the New York Giants and then later with the Calgary Stampeders, and I was fascinated at how the class of the programs was not the class of the University of Michigan, the class of the people the class of the equipment, the way you traveled. It was not of the caliber of the University of Michigan. And I was quite shocked to find that professional athletics looked good on TV, but it did not have the foundation that I had found at the University of Michigan. And I thought, that's just fascinating. And then after that, I went into work for BF Goodrich as a consultant traveling North America, fixing plant problems and seeing and really focused on the plant side and on the investment in the equipment and materials and layout and building. I found that we were spending tens of millions of dollars on trying to improve plants. And yet I went at three o'clock in the morning on a plant that we had to make a significant expansion on because we couldn't make enough of this. And the plant wasn't running. Ugh. And I asked the union steward, you know, why isn't the plant running? And it was a Thursday night or a Thursday morning. He said, come back tomorrow. It's Friday. See what we do then. And I go, I don't know what he meant by that, but the reality was the plant wasn't running that day and probably wasn't going to run the next day. And I began to realize this isn't about investing in equipment, in layouts, in buildings. This is about investing in people. Mm-hmm. So they want to run the plant. And I left, went to New York City, had the opportunity to work at Arthur Young Company with the Fortune 50. Had wow. just amazing experiences with CEOs. Some who told me that they did their best thinking at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> when they were putting because they couldn't sleep at night. Oh my. And I'm thinking, man. And then there's some other leaders I found that were just wonderful, gifted leaders that had great families and great businesses and things went well. I got curious what makes things flow, what makes things work better. Mm. And at the same time, I began to feel that I was in the wrong place with a wonderful family in Connecticut at home, having brought up in Connecticut, working in New York City. The job of my dreams, making great money, it didn't feel right. I'm thinking since when do you have the right to say this doesn't feel right when you're getting paid? That's incredible. I mean, you think about it, Fritz, you've had an amazing journey up to that point. It feels like you're hitting all of the big milestones and marks, getting all the things that everybody professes that they want, and yet it just didn't feel right. It didn't. I didn't know that I had the right to feel. Oh, wow. I thought you're getting paid to do, and you don't, you just do. And don't stop feeling, just do. But it got to the point where my wife had put a New York Giants picture on the refrigerator, and I came home on a Friday night, and I said, what's that doing there? She says, you leave on Monday morning, you come back on Friday nights, I want the kids to remember what their dad looks oh, like. Oh, that's a heartbreaker. Yeah. So then I'm at a dinner with a partner who is really somebody that I thought I wanted to be. He's 15 years older than me, and I'm thinking, this is going to be me. It's very successful. House on the water in Connecticut and a home in Florida and Vermont and you know, driving the right car. And I said, boy, that's yeah, going to be me. And he started yeah. crying. He started crying at dinner. And I thought, my goodness, is everything okay? And he said, my son turned 16 today, and I don't even know him. Oh, Fritz, you're killing me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I said, oh, my goodness. Well, my wife had told me, she said, Fritz, something has to change. I'm gone all the time. She's raising two kids, and I'm committing two hours one 
for a job in New Jersey about six months after the dinner with this partner. Get a call from a neighbor who says, your son's been taken to the hospital in an ambulance. Wow. And I said, what's wrong? And she couldn't talk. She was crying. And so I raced to the hospital, spent five days in the hospital with our son. And I began to realize, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to change job. Wow. And uh, he came out just fine, wound up uh, graduating with honors from Notre Dame and playing ice hockey for Notre Dame. And, uh, <laughs> so happy ending gift. there. That's great. But what a great moment in your life. And sometimes, yeah. you know, God allows things in our lives to send us messages. And thank goodness you were on the receiving end of listening and made some changes right then and there. Well, some of us have a harder head than others. Ah, yeah. It has to hit us a little harder. <laughs> well, you've been wearing that football helmet for a long time, you know. <laughs> well, but you finally listened and you made the decision to go in a different direction at that point in time. And we want to hear more about that. Man, Fritz, I'm wiping away tears just because these are powerful things that happen in our life. If we just listen, what a difference it can make when we spot them and understand that there's sometimes different ways to define success. And we're so glad you're here with us today on the Michigan Business Network. We're so glad you tuned in to Leadership Lowdown. This is Vic Versero with Fritz Seifert, and we'll be right back. Michigan Works Association believes the key to advancing prosperity across the state is accomplished through building a skilled workforce. As the state's primary workforce development association, their focus is to continue to move the needle on policy, education, and collaboration. They're creating an opportunity and building stronger communities by advocating and innovating together. This is the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network, and I'm having a great conversation with Fritz Seifert. He is the principal of FSA, and one of the things that they talk about is unleashing greatness. And of course, you can't really do that unless you understand and have had some opportunity to be great yourself and had some things along the way that have happened. And the last segment was pretty powerful, and it was a quite a moment in your life, Fritz, as you're talking about making changes from a very successful situation. Man, tell me what happened next. You made a decision in then what? Well, I made the decision that I was going to leave Arthur Young and Company, and it was very difficult because I thought I was at the peak of what you could ever, ever accomplish in New York City, but it didn't feel right, and we had to make a change. Long story short, Bo Schembechler heard about my <laughs> desire to move, and he called me up and said, Fritz, this is 1979. Bo says, Fritz, football is becoming a business. I want to be a coach. I want to whistle around my neck. I want you to come and run the business. Wow. And this is true to Bo Schembechler. He said, Fritz, you make this commitment to me for four years. And when you figure out what you want to do, I'll help start a business with you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a phone and, call, huh? Yeah. And sorry, just yeah. to make sure I got context on this, Fritz. Were you and Bo in conversation in those subsequent years? Or is this out of the wild blue? I'd come back and interview 
engineers and MBA students at the University of Michigan yes. for both BF Goodrich and Arthur Young and Company. So when I came back, we'd get together and oh, practice. Nice. And we'd stay in touch. But, you know, getting my MBA, I wound up going to four different schools and Bo wrote four recommendations to me to get my MBA. And so we were in touch. <laughs> yeah, very good. So you get this call and was it like, did yes come screaming out of your mouth in seconds or did you go, well, let me think about that? It was such a shock. I had to think about it, but my wife was born and raised in Ann Arbor, so that wasn't going to be hard to oh, get her to move. Welcome home, and honey. And again, it felt right. And a couple of reasons. One is that I felt I was very much an engineer, very much a tactical person. And one of the things I knew Bo Schembechler would do for me is he'd make me become more of a people person. <laughs> and I thought, this is a growth that I need just for me personally. And so I did. And I came back to Michigan. And so the story I want to share is the very first day that I show up, Bo has a boardroom table with a 12, all his assistant coaches, me and his oh strength boy. conditioning coach sitting around the table. He comes in and after about five minutes, his secretary comes in and says, you've got a phone call. So he leaves, comes back five minutes later and he slams the door about off its hinges. And I'm going, oh my gosh. Yikes. Again, this is my first five minutes with Bo. Right, right. <laughs> on staff. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, there's something really wrong and he is really mad. Screams at the staff, which one of you promised this young man that came in this weekend he would start as a freshman? And I thought, oh boy. Yikes. I know. And when I was in New York City, you'd get underneath the table, let the shrapnel fly, and don't come up until the shrapnel stops. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe even and, send a scout up to see if the shrapnel's over. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And what I found was is that two coaches stood up. One was Don Malin, who went on to become the winningest coach in the history of West Virginia football, and Michigan's legendary Terrell Burton. They both stood up and looked both straight in the eye and said, I did not tell him he was going to start. I showed him the film of our quarterbacks, and we looked at his film, and I asked him, do you think you can start? And he said, yes. And the other coach, and Terrell said the same thing. So that's exactly what I did too. He thinks he can start. We never made a commitment to him at all. Wow. I'm thinking, holy mackerel, these guys are barking at Bo, letting him know that they did the right thing. And I'm going, wow, I've never seen anything like this, where there was a legendary leader like a Bo and having two coaches go right after him and let him know that they did the right thing the right way. This is really exciting, and I hope I'm not derailing your story, but I've got to ask you, I have always believed, Fritz, that it's so critically important to create an environment where the truth can be spoken. And so when you get in a situation like that, and you speak truth to power, I mean, Bo could have said, you're out, get out, or whatever, but the whole bottom line is he's created an environment that is acceptable to to give blunt and direct feedback. Yes? That was my first lesson in leadership is that if you want to be a great leader, you have to have people be critical of what you're doing because as a leader, you're the last one to know whether you're doing oh, the right amen. thing or not. That's right. That's right. Wow. And I just thought that was just such an eye-opener. I said, this feels right. Oh, there it is right there. Ding, ding, right the first day. Yeah, I said, this just feels right. Oh, and great. and then the lessons just grew from there. It was, there was Well, anyway, let me finish and just hear that Bo acted like he didn't hear them and he wanted to go on and make sure that everybody understood. There's only one way you earn anything at Michigan is you earn it. Nothing is given to you. You must earn it. And I thought, now there's a philosophy that he's preaching. 
you want to make sure people understand how things will be conducted at Michigan. And it goes much beyond recruiting. Uh, Put it on the the wall. You only get what you earn in this business. Well, and man, those are life lessons. And I can see why they were powerful moments in your life as you're turning the corner as a young man trying to figure out what feels right and where you want to go. And man, this feels right, Fritz. We're so glad you're with us right here on the Leadership Lowdown. Glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. We're going to go pay some bills and be right back. We do office and have been exceeding our customers' expectations since 1984. DBI is celebrating its 30th anniversary as a premier office supply and furniture dealer in mid-Michigan. DBI offers more products and services than any other office supply and furniture dealer in mid-Michigan. Find out what DBI can do for your office at dbis.com. And we're back with Fritz Seifert. He is the principal of FSA Unleash Greatness. And we're having a great time talking about some of the early years and some of the things and lessons learned along the way as he rejoins Bo Schembechler in kind of the business side of the organization down there in Ann Arbor. And then, of course, I guess the rest of the story is what happens next because Bo gets his whistle back and heads back to the field and you kind of take on some more of the management style roles. What happens next in this journey? Well, being an industrial engineer and a systems guy, I just tried to study what is it that Bo's doing to create the sustainable success and what is it that other coaches on the staff and other coaches in the nation are doing to create sustainable success. And after nine years on Bo's staff, Bo gets named athletic director and he promotes me to associate athletic director. And in time, I get a chance to oversee nine teams at the University of Michigan. In that time, I had a chance to figure out what I want to call the foundation of greatness. What is the foundation that must be in place? What are those systems that enable sustainable success? And so I coached my nine coaches over the next three years. And in the next three years, all teams won at the highest rate in the history of school after wow. three years, winning national championships for the first time going to the Big Ten Championship, winning Big Ten Championships for the first time. It was a joy. And only to find out that six years of research in academia produced results that showed that what I thought was the foundation of greatness for athletic teams is what enables sustainable greatness in business. Mm. I thought, oh my goodness, I thought this only applied to athletics. (laughs) They transferred over. And then I began to realize this is about human nature. This isn't about athletics. This is how everybody works. And so it is about that human nature of what enables people to be sustainably great, individuals to be great, leaders to be great, teams to be great. And then I began speaking on this across the nation as I was really the spokesman for Michigan Athletics for 21 years. As I spoke on this concept of this foundation of greatness, people loved it. So... Long story short, Vic, when I didn't get the athletic directorship at Michigan, I decided it was time for me to leave. And one of our principals in this foundation of greatness 
is that there is a garden for every plant to flourish. Mm. But not every plant is meant to flourish in every garden. It doesn't mean the plant is wrong. It doesn't mean the garden is wrong. It just means they're in the wrong place. And so with that understanding, I left Michigan Athletics thinking it was the wrong garden for me and started for Seifert and Associates. And we have a wonderful team that now we go into organizations large and small and help them understand what their foundation of greatness is, help them reveal what they look like at their best and help them become all they're meant to be. Fritz, let me ask you this. When you think about foundation of greatness, in your world, does that come into, yep, it's these five things, or are you suggesting that every entity has their own collection of these pillars or principles that would be somewhat different? So how interchangeable is that whole thing? Are there foundation of greatness that's set and pat, or is it uh, every organization makes up their own? Well, there's two parts to that. Number one, the components of what your foundation of greatness is made up of is the same for everybody. What they actually are is different, and that's what makes our business so much fun, is making them, helping them become uniquely them and who they're meant to be. However, those components are, what is our purpose for being in business? And we talk about, well, I'm not going to get too much into details, but the reality is either you're giving or taking. Are we in the world to give or are we in the world to take? And the only way you can be sustainable is if you put more into the system than you take out. Mm. Otherwise, you kill the system. Yeah. So it's about being a giver and in service of a vision that's going to make the world a better place we may never see. This is so cool. So tell me, Fritz, when you're building your organization, I don't care if you're an executive looking for other vice presidents or other directors or whatever, or if you're just a small business, having like-minded people in what you just mentioned about purpose and giving more than you take, how important is that in terms of your overall success down the road? That's it. If you understand the concept of giving and taking and being a mature adult that can delay gratification, you can create flow in your organization that is sustainable. Without it, you're going to have bumps in the road that you'll be fighting and having challenges on a daily basis and being very frustrated. Yeah, and I think that's the one thing that I, home movie and everything else, thinking about people I've been around trying to lead, and when they're more interested in themselves or want to take more than they want to give, it doesn't make any sense to me. I remember telling my daughter as she started into her career, I said, look, she's surrounded by people that were all looking for ways to leave work early and to give as little as they could. And she was getting chided because she was volunteering to help on different projects and things. And I'm like, oh, no, listen, honey, every day you give more than what's expected. And the next time there's an opportunity for promotion or a new venture or venue, you'll be the first one that comes to mind because you gave more than what was generally expected. And Fritz, you're giving so much more today. We're so grateful for it. We're glad that you tuned in to the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero with Fritz Seifert. We'll be right back.
Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. Time is flying by right here on the Leadership Lowdown because I'm taking notes and learning so much from Fritz Seifert, the principal at FSA, where we unleash greatness in that organization and we're unleashing greatness today because we're listening to some of the ideas and concepts that Fritz is sharing with us. One of them was understanding the foundation of greatness and we talked about purpose and like-minded people on your team. Other elements that you want to put on that list there, Fritz? Well, one of the greatest challenges of any organization is get clarity of why are we doing what we're doing. And it's never about the money. The money is the report card at the end of the semester on how well we did. It's what are we doing and what is intrinsically meaningful to the people on the team. It's not coincidental that the New Orleans Saints won a Super Bowl right after Hurricane Katrina came through and the Boston Red Sox won the World Series right after the bombing of the Boston Marathon. And the examples of these just go on and on and on. Why? Because they felt something, they had a calling to help their community heal. Mm. It's bigger than winning. It was about helping the community heal. They came together as a team, as teams, and there's many, many other examples like this. The point is, is that we see them, but then we violate them because we go back to the quarterly earnings and try to make a number work as opposed to connect with people on something that is deeply meaningful to them, both the customer, patient, client, as well as the team member that's delivering the product. I think what I heard you say is that I can have world-class athletes translate that over to your business team, but I can have world-class people. And what you just suggested to me was that clarity of our objectives is good because it makes a critical difference if we're just doing it to win on paper so the numbers look great and we can claim victory that's way different than doing it for a city doing it for a cause doing it for something that's greater than the bottom line did i hear that right that's kind of what i heard on the whole your examples you gave of those other winning teams you're exactly right that deep down intrinsic feeling that keeps us thinking about our work because we care so deeply about it, so deeply meaning to us at our soul on who we are as a person that we want to help something much bigger than ourselves. And that is, let's face it, that's why our communities have thrived over the tens of thousands of years, a hundred thousand years that human beings have been around. The reason we survived is because we cared about the community. Otherwise, we'd all be gone. It's about creating safety and security for all of us. And so it's deeply meaningful to us when we get compelled to do something of significance to a much larger audience. Man, I love it. So purpose and clarity. Purpose and service of a vision. But then it's a set of guiding principles or values or principles that we use, that we honor on our way. And it's not meant for everybody. This is where we really move people that aren't honest, people that aren't caring people that don't want to collaborate, people that don't want to learn, don't want to grow. It's not going to work. You know, in the book, Built the Last, Collins and Porsche talk about you have to have a set of guiding principles. They said it doesn't really make any difference what they are, but they need to be shared amongst the organization. Well, our finding is you better have honesty, integrity, responsibility, as well as caring, respect, love. Those two guiding principles are required, we have found in our business. Yeah. 
when we have found a company did not have one of those two, they didn't survive more than a couple of years after we started working with them. They were gone. They were mm, out of business. How about that? How about that? It's about the values. It's about those values that you use in service of your purpose. Then you need to have some competency. Got you it. need to have some skills, some talent, some knowledge. And that's really your foundation of greatness. Fritz, are those that you just gave us, are they in any particular order? No, it's a package. Got they it. They come together. Got it. It's how they intertwine and work together and which supersedes another at any given time. It's the complexity of them working together. And then I'll give one more. It is appropriate behavior under pressure, which, you know, you can say it reveals itself in your guiding principles, honoring your guiding principles. But the reality is that we have to pay attention to behavior under pressure. That's when things go haywire. Let me go full circle here. Bo Schembechler comes in, slams the door. He's obviously upset. There's a lot of pressure in that room to win all the things and everything else. Tell me about where anger and raising your voice and passion overflowing, where does that fit in all that? So I've got a great example. One of the times I was interviewing MBAs at Michigan, I went to spring practice and I'd heard Bo had had a heart attack and had bypass surgery. And yep. He was just back. Actually, it was the fall. He was recovered from his surgery. And so I went to practice and I saw the right guard made a big mistake and a huge guy. Yeah. Bo went over and grabbed him under the shoulder pads, and he is just yelling at him, looking him right in the face mask, <laughs> just barking at him about what he's doing. Throws his hat on the ground and just grabs this huge tackle. And I'm thinking, oh my God, Bo hasn't changed. Oh no. <laughs> and Bo walks over toward me, picks up his hat, and gives me a wink. Oh no. A <laughs> 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 little bit of show, right? <laughs> This guy knows exactly what he's doing. Oh, my gosh. That is awesome. Well, Fritz, we ran out of time on this segment. You know exactly what you're doing. So glad you're sharing with us all this great stuff on the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. We'll be right back. Sinair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sinair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sinair.com. breaks my heart to be out of time here on the Leadership Lowdown. We have one thin segment left with Fritz Seifert, and I got a feeling we could make this a seven-part interview and do this for a long, long time because the stories just keep coming. And it does beg the question, Fritz, in your world, do you have a way for people to tap into you? I think you do some consulting work and have an opportunity to come and help companies kind of get a little bit of the successful principles that you've been sharing. How would they get a hold of your organization if that's something they want to do? And what is it that exactly you do to help them? We do a lot of executive coaching. We coach leadership teams. We coach executives. 
And we do culture clarification work for entire organizations to help them understand what they look like at their best, what peak performance looks like for them. We call it peak performance culture. We help them clarify what their peak performance culture is. And again, one of the things we find is that we have organizations and any leaders that are listening will understand this. There are people that are in the wrong garden. There's another garden. They're not bad people, but they're in the wrong garden. And they need to find a better garden for them to flourish. And for the organization to flourish, we need to have people in the garden who are each individually flourishing in service of the organization. And 15 years ago, I was going on a canoe trip with Red Barons, and we were going to be gone three weeks. Red Barons and Michigan's legendary hockey coach, another exceptional leader, one of the great (laughs) leaders. You just seem to hang out with these people. This is awesome. (laughs) Some of it's intentional. I love these people. We went on a three-week canoe trip up in the Yukon, and I started writing a book 15 years ago, and it's just been finished, and it's available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. It's available on Audible, as well as ebook and paperback, called The Shift mm. from Me to Team. Wow. The Shift from Me to Team, and it's been a joy putting it together. It's been a lot more work than I ever dreamt. I don't know that I would write another book. Although I have to say, I've learned an awful lot on how to write a book. I would do things much differently. But it's been a joy. And it shares the principles and the disciplines behind what enables sustainable greatness. And we call it, you know, the subtitle is Unleashing Sustainable Greatness. What enables us to win over the long term? And you picked up on it, Vic, in that it's about giving more than we take and having a disciplined system and process in place that enables sustainability. And it's not meant for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, greatness is such a rare thing, and that's exactly why it is rare is because not everybody can figure that out. But you've got a recipe here, and I'm excited to be talking about this because, look, I've always felt great salesmen, which is a big part of my life, coaching salespeople. They take extremely hard and difficult principles for people to understand and boil them down to some of the most basic and simplistic concepts so people can get it, understand it, and live it. And that really is what I think is what you've done here is you've taken the complexity and all the personal issues and different things that happen along the way in in leadership, and you've got them boiled into a direct spigot, if you will, that's drinking from a fire hose. It's just amazing the information you've shared in this short time we've been together. If I want to get that book, where am I going to go to, to grab your book? Again, Amazon has it, again, in paperback, Audible, and ebook, and Barnes & Noble has it also. And Literati Bookstore in Ann Arbor, as well as most bookstores, will be able to access it also. The shift from me to team. The shift from me to team. And also, any principles in terms of how people would get a hold of you? Is yeah. there a website? Sure. Our website is team-fsa.com. Team-fsa.com is our website. Access to the book will be available on there also, as well as all the other things that we do for organizations. And I guess I want to wrap up by letting everybody understand that there is a foundation of greatness in each and every one of us. When we honor it, we love ourselves. When we don't, we get darn frustrated with ourselves. And one of the principles that enable our foundation of greatness for us to be great individually are the same things that are in an organization. It's just a collection. Mm. And in the collection, we need to each give a little bit for the organization, but that same foundation exists in organizations. So principles and disciplines are simple. 
to understand, but difficult to do. I just love it. And I don't have time left here to do this justice, but it may not be a fair question, but do you have the greatest mentor in your life? Well, besides my parents, I have to say Bo Schembechler was the role model on how to live a life. We spent more time together than we did with our families. And my 21 years being with Bo, I just loved the man dearly. And he couldn't do the wrong thing. Incredible. Well, you know, I'm a big believer that nobody does life alone. There's always mentors and people that have lifted them up, even though you hear people that did it. I did it all by myself. I think they're short-sighted. I think there's people that have poured into the young Fritz Seiferth in his early days. And what they did is they created the mature Fritz Seiferth that's helping us here today with all kinds of great things and really understanding the foundation of greatness. Fritz, I can't thank you enough. I'm in awe. Well, it's my pleasure and it's an honor. Again, I wrote this book to kind of be to pass it on so that long after I'm gone, people can capture these principles and disciplines to be all they were meant to be in life also. So glad you did that, Fred. So glad you joined us today here on the Leadership Lowdown and that you tuned into the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero. We'll talk to you next time.